0: Hi, my name is Tomaso, your student host for the My First Year Story podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with the new exec board for the 2023 and 2024 academic year to introduce the new season and what you can expect to hear from us. All right, so I will go last, but why don't we start off to my right with Lexi.
1: Hi, I'm Lexi. I'm gonna be your new secretary for the My First Year Story podcast. I am a communications
2: major with a double minor in psychology and HGFS, and I'm so excited for the new season to come. Hi, my name is Amelia, and I am the upcoming treasurer for the new school year, and I am a junior finance major, and I'm very, very excited for this upcoming season.
3: Hi, my name is Ella. I'm a marketing major, also junior, and my position next year is president, and I'm really excited for the upcoming seasons. Hi,
4: my name is Emma. I'm a sophomore, I'm a marketing major, and I'm your upcoming vice president.
5: Hi, I'm Lenny. I'm a sophomore majoring in management and communications. I'm going to be your upcoming creative director for this next year, and I'm so honored and excited to be a part of this podcast.
0: And you guys know me, but my name is Tommaso. I'm a junior graphic design major. I'm your host for this season. We're we excited. A lot of business majors at the table right now. <laughs> uh, communication majors. All right, so this season is all about I like to sort of talk about like creating space and creating spaces for ourselves and for other students. So what does that sort of mean to you guys?
1: I think just like finding kind of your place on campus is really important to creating like your own space, whether that be like a club or a spot that you like to study at.
0: Yeah, I mean, my first year story was born sort of out of the pandemic and sort of as a guide for first years and transfer students coming in. And now it's sort of morphed into this other thing but hopefully freshmen can still gain information from us but how have you guys sort of created your space I mean some of you didn't come right in a freshman year some of you have been here from the beginning what has it been like for you
5: so I was really scared coming in as a freshman but I really like didn't really have to put any effort into finding my place I feel like I just went to the club fair found like things that catered to me really just jumped in head first to things I thought were even like the slightest bit cool And I really, like, found what I liked, what I didn't like, where I felt comfortable, where I might not have felt like I fit in. And it's really shown to... Have benefited me even now into sophomore year.
0: What have you found? Where is your home then?
5: Definitely this podcast has been a super cool experience getting to know everyone and then I'm a member of Greek Life on campus which was super intimidating at first but I just went for it and I love everyone. I've had so many cool experiences, made so many connections and recently I started my own club on campus which it's been a little bit of a challenge but it's really like proven to work out. I've had found like really great people to help me. I've like gained so much experience, so much knowledge. And I mean, it is stressful. Like I feel like I'm like taking another four
2: credit class, but it's just really fun and beneficial.
0: Cool, and anyone else here in Greek life?
2: I am actually also in the same sorority as Lenny, which is how (laughs) we got to know each other in the first place. And I didn't really expect to join Greek life. It was a very intimidating thing for me. But as someone who committed to UConn in a COVID world, I didn't really know how to make friends, and I was very much committed to becoming the best, most comfortable version of myself in college. I knew that I was going to have to join something to get there, and since I was at home, I figured I might as well go through recruitment. It's online, I have nothing to lose. If I don't like it, I can drop it, and I ended up loving it. And now I'm here, and I've made so many friends from it, both in Greek life and outside of Greek life, and I couldn't be more thankful I feel like it's been a pivotal part of my college experience
0: yeah for those of you not in Greek life like how do you navigate that because I feel like Greek life is a real special situation because you go in and now you have this like sort of built-in family where you have things to do but for those of you who didn't really choose that path how have you sort of found your or carved out your little community for yourself Yeah.
4: so I don't do Greek life and I kind of came in I danced for like 15 years so I've been growing up doing that and so I came into UConn as a freshman on a sports team and it didn't really work out for me and so then I found UConn Dance Company which I'm on now and that's kind of how I found my family they're all my best friends and we all just share so many creative ideas and we just get to express ourselves so that's kind of how I found my family here at UConn.
1: I came in not expecting to get into Greek life or anything but I went into the learning community route, which mm, yeah. is another big part of campus that actually a lot of people did not know about. So I was part of Eco House. Uh, woohoo! Shout out to Eco House. <laughs> um, and they have been. I'm not in it this year, but I still hang out with everyone on that floor and everyone in that community, and they'll probably be like my lifelong friends. But we all also have different majors so we connect on the environment but we also have our own lives so it's just really cool to come together with those people and just have a fun time and we all live on the same floor so it was also really just nice to go oh so easy so easy
0: proximity is like a thing that really helps with building community and friends but also one thing that i'm picking out too is like passions And that is, I think, one of the first lessons that we all try and learn at college. How do we balance school and passion? And some of us are lucky, and our school work is our passion. But more often than not, we're having to take gen eds and stuff we're not interested in, and all these credits and everything that UConn requires us to do. So, how has it been navigating? Where I feel like, as in high school, it's sort of easy. You know, you just go to your after-school thing. How has it been balancing that? Like, is that is that hard? Is it a hard thing for you guys to do?
4: I think going to the involvement fair and my freshman year, I signed up for like 10 clubs. But I feel like I did that because I just wanted to see what I liked and file through what I didn't. So I found what I loved and then I kind of filed out what I didn't. And um, yeah.
3: Oh, I was thinking about how I went to UConn Stanford my first year. So coming to stores my second year, I wanted to dive into everything, say hello to everyone, just put myself in all of the clubs, organizations, just make a bunch of friends. But I found it really hard to find like the arts clubs that I wanted to join. Because I knew in the back of my mind, I wanted to do environmentalism, like business, and the art, specifically like sculpture. And I think finding those kinds of clubs was harder for me.
0: It's hard when something isn't laid out super easy in front of you and you have to go sort of fight for it or you have to create the club like you were saying but it is and i can really speak on this about the arts and it is hard a spot like yukon that is this gigantic university that has all these different schools in it to sort of find that creative outlet and that is sort of what these first couple episodes are going to be about our students who are, are maybe not necessarily creative majors but still have these creative passions who are creating spaces for themselves to, either if they're musicians or if they're visual artists, writers. When you feel lack of support, and I'm gonna ask, I'm curious to know how the difference has between Stanford and stores, but when you find that lack of support in the institution and you have to sort of do it yourself, it is frustrating at first, but then once you find that you're not alone in that, that there are other students who want to do those things with you, it's another form of community building in itself. But going back, what has it? What has your experience been like at Stanford versus at in stores? Obviously, you live up in stores, and you were. I'm assuming you were commuting in Stanford. I
3: commuted to Stanford, and I actually only had a Monday class every other week at night. So I, because it was online, COVID, unconventional first year for everyone, but I never really got to see what the campus was like other than walking around at night. It's a really fun place. I just didn't know of any clubs or organizations. It was kind of hard to meet people given COVID. I'm sure it's a really different experience without the pandemic.
0: I believe you're right. But being a commuter anywhere, I think is hard because you sort of you have this life on campus where you go to class, maybe you're a part of some clubs, but then you go home and there is this feeling of sort of, I mean, it's FOMO kind of, but you just like aren't, it's that proximity thing. You aren't right there. You can't just text and say, oh, let's go to the dining hall or, or we're gonna go straight up to Horse Barn Hill. I don't know, do you guys know any commuter students?
4: I'm actually a commuter student. Oh, you're a commuter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect,
0: I didn't even know yeah. that. What is it like for you? Is it, do you find it challenging or is that like a misconception about being a commuter? Does UConn support the commuters?
4: Yeah, I feel like I did have a little bit of a different experience because I got involved with a sports team really early on in my yeah. freshman year. So I was on campus, like I was practically living here, just not sleeping here. Like I was here at, with my 8 a.m. classes and then I had practice at 10 p.m. at night. Like. So I was here for a lot of it, but then I didn't also have a meal plan. I didn't buy one, so I relied on my friends a lot. But then now, since I have more of a open schedule, I go home sometimes, and sometimes it's nice to just be away and just be at your home and where you're familiar, but at the same time, you kind of see your friends like Snapchat stories or say like, oh, we're <coughs> gonna go get dinner here, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, like okay, cool. maybe cool. next time, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Does that feeling ever go away, do you feel, for you?
4: It has. It was a little bit worse like towards the beginning of this semester, but now I feel like I realized I enjoy my time here and so when I'm here I make the most of it and I plan out everything and then when I go home I also
2: it's usually when I do my homework or like you know the stuff that isn't that interesting. I was gonna say even though I am personally not a commuter student, I do still have a lot to say about FOMO, especially considering I lived at home during COVID my first semester of college ever so I thought I was going to get on campus and meet all these new people and have this great experience and I wasn't able to do that so it was really tough being at home and seeing everyone make those friendships and seeing everyone posting in their friend groups and kind of just building up this fear that when I got to campus I wasn't going to be able to establish my group because I was worried everyone would already know who they're with. Sure. So when I got to campus, campus obviously. It, was like an immediate frenzy to try to meet as many people as possible and talk to as many different groups as possible and see what I can get involved in and find friends in my classes. So yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but it was definitely a big FOMO experience that I'm glad I wiggled out of.
0: Yeah, well, there is this like weird pressure I feel when I got to college where I was like okay the people I make friends with are gonna be like my college friends. Because right we hear our parents and you see in like TV but it is this like big deal that you're like okay these people are gonna be in my life for the rest of my life and so I don't know about you guys but coming from high school which I can't believe I feel like I'm a junior still talking about high school but having like a really strong network of people and then coming here and feeling like I'm not gonna be able to find that and I was lucky enough to have found, it, and I think it time, like time is one of the biggest things. And I remember a conversation having freshman year, and I feel like my parents really set me up for success being like, listen, it's not going to feel right away. you're not going to be having fun almost immediately like it, it it might be hard for a second but it's up to you to be able to say like okay am, am i going to push through that feeling or am i going to let that feeling win and i feel like remember being a sophomore there was like all those TikToks being like oh i hate college i'm going <laughs> home like two days after and i was like oh my god did the pandemic really like screw us up that much but i don't know do you guys feel that same pressure you know Definitely. when you're picking yeah. friends uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: i think it was like so much on just like Oh, I'm gonna get to school. I'm gonna make friends with at least one person, and they're gonna be my like my ride or die. I had that situation. And now we don't even talk to each other because yeah. we both were putting on a persona. I guess we were just being fake to each other, like right. to put it simply, because we wanted. We saw each other, we bonded over something, and we're like, oh, we're gonna make this last.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's hard with girls too. My friends call it glirting um, when you're like <laughs> oh. you're trying to when you're trying to like figure out if like this is gonna be like a good friend or like not a good friend. But you also like open yourself up. I feel to a lot of, dis like disappointment. I don't know. I was one some crazies freshman year, and being able to be like. Oh, maybe these people aren't my people mm-hmm. is like a good a skill to have. Do you just have to deal with that or was was there like instant connection? You found your twin flames right away.
2: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like before coming to college, it's important to accept the fact that whoever you first become friends with probably isn't going to be the person that you're going to be friends with all of college because in the end, no one knows each other and everyone's just eager to get to know everyone, so you're going to latch onto whatever person you meet first or whoever's on your floor or whoever you can go to the dining hall with. But then once you start going your own way, and for example, getting different housing sophomore year, you'll realize that when you don't live together, you probably won't really ever see each other again. And in the end, that's perfectly okay. You're meant to realize what you like and what you don't like and what kind of friends you're looking for and what kind of values you're looking for through these experiences. And I think those experiences in the end were still very necessary because it made me realize what kind of friends I wanted to have and what I wanted to take out of my friendships. So without all of the bad experiences, I think the good ones would not have been possible.
0: Yeah. And that's why getting involved is so important because I do think you start to find people who have common interests in you. But what is it like when... Like you are saying, you're really into sculpture and pottery. What is that like when that's not there? When you can't really... what's not easy to find the people who maybe have similar interests in you?
3: Yeah, I think it ends up, for me at least, doing 10 other things sure. to compensate for that. <laughs> which is also amazing because you get to meet so many people in so many different organizations. But it's kind of making up for that lost club that you really wanted. Right. And it's like, oh, I really wish I had Clay Club.
0: Clay Club, make it happen. Yukon Clay Club. <laughs>
3: um, and I... Haven't found something like that. And getting back into that would just be fun.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious because most of them are smaller, but what is that like in Greek life? Like, is it easy to sort of get lost in the sea of people that are a part of it? Or do you find it easy to sort of find your own like family? I know you have big, bigs and littles and stuff, but...
5: No, it's definitely really hard. I feel like, especially as a freshman, when you get initiated, you think you have to be friends with everyone. And so you put this pressure on yourself to be friends with every single person. And then you find out, You can't be friends with everyone because... You can't remember
0: that many names.
5: Yeah, you can't remember that many names. And then in a group of like 100-something girls, there's gonna be drama. And no matter how hard you try not to get swept up into it, you will. And I know that sounds really scary, but that's literally just like the way it goes. And it's not like bad. It's not like earth shattering. It's just like you kind of find who you fit in with, who you don't fit in with who you like, who you maybe don't like. Just a lot of, there's a lot of different people, even though you're in the same sorority, like you have to just find your niche kind of, kind of find who like fits your interests, kind of like who you feel welcome with.
2: I was going to say, same thing as Lenny. Honestly, it builds character because it's the same as the real world. In the real world, you're not going to be friends with everyone. You're not going to agree with everyone on the decisions that they make that they might think are good for the organization that, for example, you may not agree with. And again, that's okay. So... I think, honestly, all of those experiences have been very tough because you go in thinking it's going to be sunshine and rainbows, but it makes me feel more prepared for what's to come in my life, apart from college. Sure.
0: Okay, so question for all of you. Do you think UConn is good at fostering community, or do you think students more often than not start to feel isolated? Is the institution helping us, Thank basically? You.
2: I feel like, as with any university, there's always a lot of work to be done, and there's always a lot of things that can be improved. But as a general rule of thumb, I do think UConn does a really good job because in the end, it's supposed to be a school with around 16,000 students, and I feel like I see all the same people around everywhere. Everyone's connected to everyone. So it fosters that feeling of community when you feel like everyone knows everyone and you can find a club that perfectly aligns with your super niche niche interest. I think. The
5: university does a really good job, but you also have to want to put the effort in. You can't just like expect them to spoon feed you a group of friends. You have to really put the effort in, you have to want it in order to like find your group.
2: I'm not sure if this is a common or mutual experience. But I also feel like I really benefited from everywhere that I've lived on campus, and every single time it's felt like a massive community. For example, freshman year, I lived in Buckley as an honors student my spring semester, so a lot of my friends were in the honors program, of course. And then I obviously loved everyone that, that I was with, so I applied for the sophomore honors learning community, which is actually right here in Worth, where we are currently recording, which is awesome. And... Once again, I feel like I met so many people in the program that I wouldn't have met otherwise just because we were sharing a bathroom or just because we would be using the same common space, the lounge, to do our homework or even just the required unit that we all had to take together that we would all collaborate on. And then now I live in an on-campus apartment. I live in Charter Oak Apartments. And even though I technically am not in a learning community anymore, I'm still in the honors program, but I don't have all the honors people immediately on my floor. I feel like I always see people coming in and out that I talk to and I am friends with my neighbors and I know the people upstairs and downstairs and I think just engaging with the people that live with you has really helped me. Also feel like I have a sense of community at UConn.
0: Yeah, put yourself out of the comfort zone. Like I don't know, but I'm a big extrovert, and I don't know, are you guys extroverts or introverts? Yeah, you're a little bit. Yeah, of I'm that
4: like ambivert. What is it? Called? Yeah, I think like you're the right. In between yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: but it's I mean it's hard to put yourself even for me. I think I have to sort of be like okay, fake it till you make it. You know, you just gotta talk to talk to people because you're right. No one is gonna spoon feed you a group of friends. So taking that initiative is like really important. And that's sort of, I'm going to bring it back around to this new season that we're talking about. We're hoping to interview a lot of students that do take this initiative to create space for themselves. If you're a listener and you're someone who's interested, or ha- if a story to tell us, please contact the podcast. We'd love to have you on. But how do you guys feel? Do you think students are good at that? Or do you feel like there's like all oh, this pressure on me that I have to be the one to talk and all that stuff? Not not me I'm saying the collect the collective me the collective me
2: i feel like it's a little bit of a mix of both because there are definitely people who know how to do all of the talking and i can hold a conversation with them and they'll be carrying the whole thing so i feel a lot less relaxed but there are other situations where you of course have to take the initiative so i think in the end Everyone just has to be prepared to kind of have a balance of both. Yeah. You have to give some to get some and vice versa.
0: No, I think that makes sense. It's a, it's a two-way street. And as a new exec board, like, what are you guys hoping to hear from the season? What are you excited for? You guys are in charge of this podcast.
3: I'm excited to just hear from other student orgs and their experience, whether it's getting new members or just the things they do or acquiring funding, just learning <laughs> from them how everything's working out
2: and how they've established their own little niche and community.
0: Yeah, because we're all learning from each other, Mm -hmm. right?
2: I feel like there's so many communities and activities on campus that it's hard to keep track of them all and honestly, I probably don't even know the half of them. So I'm just really excited to hear about those experiences and maybe learn something new about UConn that I didn't know before.
0: Yeah, it's good that the podcast can be sort of this space because I think we file into our niches and then start surrounding ourselves with the same people. And it's hard to sort of zoom back out because we have a lot to learn from each other. Like you were talking about funding. Like I know that's a big issue right now, especially mm-hmm. with the new announcement about the governor and UConn. But if I don't know something, I'm sure somebody else on this campus does. And so the more we talk to each other, regardless of interests, regardless of niches, and really create this bigger network, because we do have our communities on the smaller side. We have Greek life, we have our personal friends, we have the clubs we're in. But we are still a part of this larger network of people. And I think that's one of the benefits of going to UConn is that when we're going to leave here in two, three, four years' time, we're we're having, we have all these alumni to either hire us or you know give us a place to live you know so it's a it would hurt us not to go reach out and talk to them. Do you guys have any parting thoughts? No parting thoughts? Just
2: very happy to be here. Very How's happy it? to be here. Yeah, yeah there was a, as
0: we were talking, to so let you guys know, because you can't see us, there's a lot of nodding our heads. <laughs> yes. Of, <laughs> nodding our heads, and yes. And giggles. And giggles, of course. So hopefully there's a lot more of that to come. We look forward to putting on this new season for you guys. I know we had a little bit of a break while I was away. It's going to be a blast. So start to look forward to it. And anyways, roll skis. Roll skis.
5: Roll skis. (laughs)